بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the discussions on this important book and very beneficial book the book entitled The Important Lessons to the Muslim Ummah uh, by the Shaykh Abdul Aziz bin Baz rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi and he rahimahullah as we said earlier put in his introduction several surahs and chapters so as the believer reads them recites them and then memorizes them and know their meaning and we have reached now the surah surah al-takathur surah al-takathur 102 number 102 a'udhu billahi s-sameer alimi min ash-shaytan al-rajim bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim al-haakum al-takathur hatta zurtum al-maqabir كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترونها عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم The translation of the meaning الهاكم التكاثر The mutual rivalry for piling up of worldly things diverts you حَتَّى زُلْتُمُ الْمَقَابِرِ until you visit the graves meaning till you die كَلَّا سَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ nay you shall come to know ثُمَّ كَلَّا سَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ again nay you shall come to know كَلَّا لَوْ تَعْلَمُونَ عِلْمَ الْيَقِينَ nay if you knew with a sure knowledge the end result of piling up your you would not have occupied yourselves in worthy things. لا ترون الجحيم Verily you shall see the blazing fire of hell. ثم لا ترونها عين اليقين And again you shall see it with certainty of sight. ثم لا تسألن يومئذ عن النعيم Then on that day you shall be asked about the delight you indulged in in this world. The beginning, the first verse الحاكم التكاثر the mutual, the mutual rivalry. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs His ibad, His creation, addressing them by saying, Al-Hakum takathur Indeed, the mutual rivalry for piling up of worldly things diverts you from the remembrance of Allah and from obeying Him. And the address is for the entire Ummah. And it is for the entire Ummah except those ones whom the affairs of the hereafter occupies them over the affairs of this life. And they are few. We say they are few because it is affirmed in 
the authentic hadith reported in the Sahihain in Al-Bukhari and Muslim in hadith Al-Bukhari we take the narration in volume 8 hadith number 537 and the hadith narrated by Abu Sa'id he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say Ya Adam O Adam and Adam will reply Labbayka wa sa'adayk I respond to your calls I am obedient to your orders Wal khayru Fiyadayk and all good is in your hands then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to Adam bring out the people of the fire Adam will say what, how many are the people of the fire Allah will say min kulli alfin out of every thousand take out 999 persons at that time children will become hoary headed and every pregnant female will drop her load and you will see the people as if they were drunk yet not drunk but Allah's punishment will be very severe that news distressed the companions of the Prophet والسلام, too much and they said O oh Allah's messenger أينا ذاك الرجل or أينا ذلك الرجل who amongst us will be that man the lucky one out of 1000 who will be saved from the fire قال أبشروا فإن من يأجوج ومأجوج ألفا ومن ومنكم رجل he said have the good news that 1000 will be from Gog and Magog and the one to be saved will be from you and the Prophet added وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ By him in whose hand my soul is إِنِّي لَأَطْمَعُ أَنْ تَكُونُ ثُلُثَ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ I hope that you will be one third of the people of paradise on that we glorified and praised Allah and said Allahu Akbar the Prophet said وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ إِنِّي لَأَطْمَعُ أَنْ تَكُونُ شَطْرَ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ by him in whose hand my soul is I hope that you will be one half of the people of paradise إِنَّ مِثْلَكُمْ فِي الْأُمَمِ كَمَثَلِ إِنَّ مَثَلَكُمْ فِي الْأُمَمِ كَمَثَلِ الشَّعْرَةِ الْبَيْضَاءِ فِي جِلْدِ الثَّوْرِ الْأَسْوَدِ أَوْ كَالْرَقْمَةِ فِي ذِرَاعِ الْحِمَعِ By him in whose hand my soul is I hope that you will be one, of, one half of the people of paradise as your Muslim's example in comparison to the other people to the non-Muslims is like that of a white hair on the skin of a black ox or a round hairless spot on the foreleg of a donkey one in paradise and the rest in hell 
and this is huge as to his saying التكاثر الهاكم التكاثر the mutual mutual rivalry for piling up of worldly things diverts you this piling up is piling up of worldly things includes wealth includes pride in one's own tribe and one also this may include also the worldly things including the prestige and status and also knowledge anything whereby one would feel the false pride regarding it this is indicated in the story of the in Surah Al-Kahf the example of that man who had the garden when he told his companion as in Surah Al-Kahf verse 18 verse 34 he had property or fruit and he said to his companion in the course of a mutual talk I am more than you in wealth I'm stronger in respect of men so a person may have this kind of rivalry in his wealth seeking to be to be more than others having more of it and more in the numbers of his tribe saying we outnumber you or a person also may do this in terms of knowledge saying to others I have more knowledge than you but if the person exceeds his or excels and increases his knowledge in the knowledge of Sharia then this is praiseworthy as long as of course he does not abuse that and turn to be arrogant as to the knowledge which is not of the Sharia type then that is either allowable or forbidden so this is the case with the children of Adam mutual rivalry for piling up worldly things neglecting the purpose for their presence on earth then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the next verse حَتَّى زُرْتُمُ الْمَقَابِرِ you continue to do that 
until you die until you visit the graves so man naturally loves to have more until he dies in fact as he grows older his hope or his hopes increase you find him at an old age with gray hair and with more and more of hope find him 90 years of age having hopes and hopes not even existing with the young of the 15 years age this is the meaning of this noble verse meaning you will continue to have this kind of rivalry which busies you which makes you busy and occupied from thinking about the hereafter until you die it is also said that حَتَّى زُرْتُمُ الْمَقَابِرْ until you visit the graves it is also said that this means until you you will have this kind of rivalry concerning your dead and concerning your living so the, best, the man will say أَنَا قَبِيلَتِي أَكْثَرُ مِنْ قَبِيلَتِكَ my tribe outnumbers your tribe and if you want to know let's go to the graves and visit the graves and then count the number of graves and we shall see who are more in number however this meaning is weak and it's remote as it is evident from the context of the verse and its flow of the verses and the previous meaning is the correct one meaning that you continue on this rivalry until you die this saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala حتى زرتم المقابر was taken by Umar bin Abdul Aziz rahimahullah may Allah's mercy be upon him who is considered as the fifth guidely, rightly guided caliph because of his justice he rahimahullah <coughs> deduced from this verse until you visit the graves that the visitor that it is inevitable for the visitor to return to his home and that the graves are not places of residency the same thing has been mentioned that some of the Bedouins or one Bedouin when he heard a reciter reciting this verse until you visit the grace he said Wallahi mazzairu bimuqeem Wallahi lanubathan by Allah the visitor is not staying Wallahi lanub'athan by Allah we shall be resurrected because the visitor as it is known 
course for his visit and returns so the Bedouin said Wallahi lanub'athan by Allah we shall be resurrected and this is the truth and from this we know that what is mentioned on the tongue of some people now on the news or in the newspapers and so forth when they say something about a person who died they say إِنَّهُمْ تَقَلَ إِلَى مَثْوَاهُ الْأَخِيرُ that he has gone now to his last abode this is false and futile and a lie because the graves are not the final abode in fact if the person believes in such meaning then he becomes a kafir concerning the resurrection someone who denies the resurrection and denying the resurrection is apostasy but many people they use the words and they don't know what they mean and this may be inherited from the those who deny the resurrection so therefore we should refrain from using such a statement meaning we should not say concerning the grave that it is the final abode because the final abode is either paradise we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that for us وَإِمَّا النَّارِ فِي يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ or hell on the day of resurrection and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from hell then Allah the Most High said كَلَّا سَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ كَلَّا نَيْ كَلَّا نَيْ you shall come to know this is like restrain, fear, stop this rivalry also it's said to mean truly you shall come to know you shall come to know the end of your affairs when you return to the hereafter and that this kind of rivalry will be of no benefit to you and it came in the hadith narrated or reported in Muslim from the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam and this is in volume 4 in Sayyid Muslim hadith number 761 يقول ابن آدم مالي 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 ومالي يعني يفتخر به وليس لك من مالك إلا ما أكلت فأفنيت أو لبست فأبليت أو تصدقت فأمضيت In this hadith one of the companions came to the Prophet ﷺ, 
while he was reciting Al-Hakam takasur Abundance by virtue. He said, the Prophet ﷺ said, the son of Adam claims, the son of Adam claims, my wealth, my wealth, and he acting in pride about it. And he وسلم, said, O son of Adam, is there anything as your belonging except that which you consumed, which you utilized, or which you wore, wore and then it was worn out, or you gave as charity and sent it forward? So, what remains is left for others, and this is the truth. The wealth we have in our hands, either that we eat it and consume it, or we use as clothes and it will be worn out, or that we give it in charity and it will be sent forward, and it will be sent forward for us on the day of resurrection. Or that we leave it behind to others. So this is how wealth is distributed actually. Doesn't exceed this four type of divisions. Kalla alamun. Nay, you shall come to know. the end of your affairs and you shall come to know what you shall come to know concerning this yourself busying yourself concerning abundance rivalry having more which diverted you from the hereafter then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again nay you shall come to know this is affirmation of the previous verse then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said kalla law ta'lamuna ilm al-yaqeen nay truly if you know with sure knowledge the end result of piling up then you will come to know that it is misguidance you don't really truly know because you are negligent occupying yourselves in worldly things and had you really known then you would come to admit that you were in misguidance and in grave error then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said لَتَرَوُنَّ الْجَحِيمِ Verily you shall see the blazing fire of hell لَتَرَوُنَّ الْجَحِيمِ This is a new statement And therefore the reciter should stop when he recites as follows كَلَّا لَوْ تَعْلَمُونَ عِلْمَ الْيَقِينَ 
Nay, if you know with sure knowledge, you should stop. And we hear so many people reciting, many imams in their salah, reciting this as follows. They go like this. They don't stop. This continuity and connection of the verse 6 with verse 5 either is due to negligence or forgetfulness or it's possible that they don't contemplate the meaning of the verse had they done so properly then they would know that connecting it with the previous statement corrupts the meaning because when he says Nay, if you knew with the sure knowledge, verily you shall see the blazing fire, and he doesn't stop, then the seeing of the blazing fire will be would be conditional will be conditional with their knowledge. And this is incorrect. And therefore we should give this the proper attention. Meaning, if you hear someone reciting this verse, should remind him, and tell him, this type of recitation, connecting the two statements, may imply a corrupt meaning. So don't do that and stop with the end of verse 5 nay if you knew with a sure knowledge kalla law ta'lamun ilm al-yaqeen and we know that the legality of recitation is to stop at the end of each ayah and secondly that connecting the two corrupts the meaning so therefore la tarawunna al-jahim you shall see the blazing fire this is a new statement unrelated with the former one and this is an oath statement جُمْلَةٌ قَسَمِيَّةٌ which means وَاللَّهِ لَتَرُونَّ الْجَحِيمِ by Allah you shall come you shall see the blazing fire الجحيم this is one of the names of hell then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reiterated this as an affirmation by saying ثُمَّ لَتَرَوُنَّهَا عَيْنَ الْيَقِينَ ثُمَّ لَتَرَوُنَّهَا عَيْنَ الْيَقِينَ and again you shall see it with certainty of sight it will be seen on the day of resurrection يُؤْتَى بِهَا تُجَرْ بِسَبْعِينَ أَلْفْ زِمَامْ It will be pulled with 70,000 bridles. Each pulled by 70,000 angels. So what would you think? Well, Ayyadu Billah, we seek refuge in Allah concerning this fire. A great one. 
70,000 bridles each bridle pulled by 70,000 angels and the angels are great and magnificent so therefore it's a magnificent it's a great great fire we seek refuge in Allah from hell then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ثُمَّ لَتُسْأَلُنَّ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ عَنِ النَّعِيمِ ثُمَّ لَتُسْأَلُنَّ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ عَنِ النَّعِيمِ Then on that day you shall be asked about the delight you indulged in in this world. The delight. Meaning, on that day. The ulama, may Allah's mercy be upon them, differed as to who is addressed in this verse you shall be asked as to whether the kafir is or the believer and the kafir the correct opinion and al-murad al-mu'min wal-kafir both the kafir and the mu'min the mu'min and the kafir each will be asked about the na'im the delight However, the kafir will be asked in a way of scolding. And the believer will be asked as reminding. And the evidence that the question is in a general form comes in the story of the Prophet ﷺ with Abi Bakr and Umar. with Abi Bakr and Umar and in this hadith which is narrated by Abu Hurairah and it is in Sahih Muslim Abu Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him said once during a day or a night Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam came out and found Abu Bakr and Umar may Allah be pleased with them both and he said what has brought you out of your homes at this hour they replied Hunger, Al-Ju'a, Hunger, O Allah's Messenger. He said, Wa'ana, and me too, Wal-Ladhi Nafsi Biyadih, by him Allah, in whose hand my soul is, I too have come out for the same reason. La-Akhrajani Al-Ladhi Akhrajakuma, Qumu. I too have come out for the same reason for which you have come out. Then he وسلم, said to them, both come along. And he went along with them to a man from the Ansar, from the helpers. But they did not find him in his house. The wife of that man saw the Prophet وسلم, and said, You are welcome. Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked her, 
saying, Where is so-and-so? She replied, He has gone to fetch some water for us. In the meantime, the Ansari man came, saw Allah's Messenger with his two companions and said, All the praise and thanks to Allah. Alhamdulillah. ما أحد لليوم أكرم أضيافا مني الله أكبر All praise and thanks to Allah today There is none superior to me as regard guests قال فانطلق So he went and brought a part of bunch of date fruit Having dates Some still green Some ripe And some fully ripe And requested them to eat from it كلوا من هذه eat from this and then he took his knife to slaughter for them a sheep فقال له رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said إياك والحلوب beware don't slaughter a milk sheep so he slaughtered a sheep, prepared the meals from its meat, and they ate from that sheep and that bunch of dates and drank water after they had finished eating and drinking to their fill. Allah's Messenger وسلم, said to Abu Bakr and Umar, وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ لَتُسْأَلُنَّ عَنْ هَذَا النَّعِيمِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ By him whose hand my soul is, you will be asked about this meat on the day of resurrection. أَخْرَجَكُمْ مِنْ بُيُوتِكُمُ الْجُوعِ He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brought you out of your homes with hunger. ثُمَّ لَمْ تَرْجِعُوا حَتَّى أَصَابَكُمْ هَذَا النَّعِيمِ And you are not returning to your homes till you have been blessed with this meat. And this is evidence that the one who will be asked is the believer and the kafir. But the question may differ. Su'al al-Mu'min, the questioning, or the question addressed to the believer will be a kind of reminder concerning the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon him so that he becomes pleased. And comes to know that the one who gave him the favors in this life of this world will give him from his favors on the day of resurrection. As to the kafir, it will be scolding and would make him feel sorrow and pain. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to use us in His obedience and to make the sustenance which He bestowed upon us as a means and help 
on his obedience he is able to do all things subhanahu wa ta'ala walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam